Section 13 of the Dewey Reims New Testament. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 13. Acts chapter 20. Paul passes through Macedonia and Greece. He raises a dead man to life at Troas. His discourse to the clergy of Ephesus. And after the tumult was ceased, Paul, calling to him the disciples and exhorting them, took his leave and set forward to go into Macedonia. And when he had gone over those parts and had exhorted them with many words, he came into Greece, where, when he had spent three months, the Jews laid wait for him as he was about to sail into Syria. So he took a resolution to return through Macedonia, and there accompanied him Sopata, the son of Pyrrhus, of Berea, and of the Thessalonians, Aristarchus, and Secundus, and Gaius of Derby, and Timothy, and of Asia, Tychicus, and Trophimus. These, going before, stayed for us at Troas. But we sailed from Philippi after the days of the Azimes, and came to them to Troas in five days, where we abode seven days. And on the first day of the week, when we were assembled to break bread, Paul discoursed with them, being to depart on the morrow, and he continued his speech until midnight. Footnote. And on the first day of the week, here St. Chrysostom and many other interpreters of the Scripture explain that the Christians, even at this time, must have changed the Sabbath into the first day of the week that is the Lord's day, as all Christians now keep it. This change was undoubtedly made by the authority of the church, hence the exercise of the power which Christ had given to her, for he is Lord of the Sabbath. End of footnote. And there were a great number of lamps in the upper chamber where we were assembled, and a certain young man named Eutychus, sitting on the window, being oppressed with a deep sleep, as Paul was long preaching, by occasion of his sleep fell from the third loft down, and was taken up dead. To whom, when Paul had gone down, he laid himself upon him, and embracing him, said, Be not troubled, for his soul is in him. Then going up, and breaking bread, and tasting, and having talked a long time to them, until daylight, so he departed and they brought the youth alive, and were not a little comforted. But we, going aboard the ship, sailed to Asos, being there to take in Paul, for so he had appointed himself purposing to travel by land. And when he had met with us at Asos, we took him in and came to Mytilene, and sailing thence, the day following we came over against Chios, and the next day we arrived at Samos, and the day following we came to Miletus, for Paul had determined to sail by Ephesus, lest he should be stayed any time in Asia. For he hasted, if it were possible for him, to keep the day of Pentecost at Jerusalem, and sending from Miletus to Ephesus, he called the ancients of the church. And when they were come to him and were together, he said to them, You know from the first day that I came into Asia, in what manner I have been with you for all the time, serving the Lord with all humility, and with tears and temptations, 
which befell me by the conspiracies of the Jews. How I have kept back nothing that was profitable to you, but have preached it to you and taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and Gentiles penance towards God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, being bound in the Spirit, I go to Jerusalem, not knowing the things which shall befall me there save that the holy ghost in every city witnesseth to me saying that bands and afflictions wait for me at jerusalem but i fear none of these things neither do i count my life more precious than myself so that i may consummate my course and the ministry of the word which i received from the lord jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of god and now behold i know that all you among whom i have gone preaching the kingdom of god shall see my face no more wherefore i take you to witness this day that i am clear from the blood of all men for i have not spread to declare unto you all the counsel of god take heed to yourselves and to the whole flock wherein the holy ghost hath placed you bishops to rule the church of god which he hath purchased with his own blood i know that after my departure ravening wolves will enter in among you not sparing the flock and of your own selves shall arise men speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them therefore watch keeping in memory that for three years i ceased not with tears to admonish every one of you night and day and now i commend you to god and to the word of his grace who is able to build up and to give an inheritance among all the sanctified i have not coveted any man's silver gold or apparel as you yourselves know for such things as were needful for me and them that are with me these hands have furnished i have shewed you all things how that so laboring you ought to support the weak and to remember the word of the lord jesus how he said it is a more blessed thing to give than to receive and when he had said these things kneeling down he prayed with them all and there was much weeping among them all and falling on the neck of paul they kissed him being grieved most of all for the word which he had said that they should see his face no more and they brought him on his way to the ship. Acts chapter 21 Paul goes up to Jerusalem. He is apprehended by the Jews in the temple. And when it came to pass that, being parted from them, he set sail, we came with a straight course to Cus, and the day following to Rhodes, and thence to Patara. And when we had found a ship sailing over to Phenice, we went aboard and set forth and when we had discovered cyprus leaving it on the left hand we sailed into syria and came to tyre for there the ship was to unlade her burden and finding the disciples we tarried there seven days who said to paul through the spirit that he should not go up to jerusalem and the days being expired departing we went forward they all bringing us on our way with their wives and children till we were out of the city and we knelt down on the shore and we prayed and when we had bid one another farewell we took ship and they returned home 
but we having finished the voyage by sea from tyre came down to ptolemaeus and saluting the brethren we abode one day with them and the next day departing we came to caesarea and entering into the house of philip the evangelist who was one of the seven we abode with him footnote the evangelist that is the preacher of the gospel the same that before converted the samaritans and baptized the eunuch chapter eight being one of the first seven deacons and he had four daughters virgins who did prophesy and as we tarried there for some days there came from judea a certain prophet named agabus who when he was come to us took paul's girdle and binding his own feet and hands he said thus saith the holy ghost the man whose girdle this is the jews shall bind in this manner in jerusalem and shall deliver him into the hands of the gentiles which when we had heard both we and they that were of that place desired him that he would not go up to jerusalem then paul answered and said what do you mean weeping and afflicting my heart for i am ready not only to be bound but to die also in jerusalem for the name of the lord jesus and when we could not persuade him we ceased saying the will of the lord be done and after those days being prepared we went up to jerusalem and there went also with us some of the disciples from caesarea bringing with them one mnason a cyprian an old disciple with whom we should lodge and when we were come to jerusalem the brethren received us gladly and the day following paul went in with us unto james and all the ancients were assembled whom when he had saluted he related particularly what things god had wrought among the gentiles by his ministry but they hearing it glorified god and said to him thou seest brother how many thousands there are among the jews that have believed and they are all zealous for the law now they have heard of thee that thou teachest those jews who are among the gentiles to depart from moses saying that they ought not to circumcise their children nor walk according to the custom what is it therefore the multitude must needs come together for they will hear that thou art come do therefore this that we may say to thee we have four men who have a vow on them take these and sanctify thyself with them and bestow on them that they may shave their heads and all will know that the things which they have heard of these are false but that thou thyself also walkest keeping the law footnote keeping the law the law though now no longer obligatory was for a time observed by the christian jews to bury as it were the synagogue with honour and a footnote but as touching the gentiles that believe we have written decreeing that they should only refrain themselves from that which has been offered to idols and from blood and from things strangled and from fornication then paul took the men and the next day being purified with them entered into the temple giving notice of the accomplishment of the days of purification until an oblation should be offered for every one of them 
but when the seven days were drawing to an end those jews that were of asia when they saw him in the temple stirred up the people and laid hands upon him crying out men of israel help this is the man that teacheth all men everywhere against the people and the law and this place and moreover hath brought in gentiles into the temple and hath violated this holy place for they had seen trophimus the ephesian in the city with him whom they supposed that paul had brought into the temple and the whole city was in an uproar and the people ran together and taking paul they drew him out of the temple and immediately the doors were shut and as they went about to kill him it was told the tribune of the band that all jerusalem was in confusion who forthwith taking with him soldiers and centurions ran down to them and when they saw the tribune and the soldiers they left off beating paul then the tribune coming near took him and commanded him to be bound with two chains and demanded who he was and what he had done and some cried one thing some another among the multitude and when he could not know the certainty for the tumult he commanded him to be carried into the castle and when he was come to the stairs it fell out that he was carried by the soldiers because of the violence of the people for the multitude of the people followed after crying away with him and as paul was about to be brought into the castle he saith to the tribune may i speak something to thee who said canst thou speak greek art not thou that egyptian who before these days didst raise a tumult and didst lead forth into the desert four thousand men that were murderers but paul said to him i am a jew of tarsus in cilicia a citizen of no mean city and i beseech thee suffer me to speak to the people and when he had given him leave paul standing on the stairs beckoned with his hand to the people and a great silence being made he spoke unto them in the hebrew tongue saying acts chapter twenty two paul declares to the people the history of his conversion he escapes scourging by claiming the privilege of a roman citizen men brethren and fathers hear ye the account which i now give unto you and when they heard that he spoke to them in the hebrew language they kept the more silence and he saith i am a jew born at tarsus in cilicia but brought up in this city at the feet of gamaliel taught according to the truth of the law of the fathers zealous for the law as also all you are this day who persecuted this way unto death binding and delivering into prisons both men and women as the high priest doth bear me witness and all the ancients from whom also receiving letters to the brethren i went to damascus that i might bring them bound from thence to jerusalem to be punished and it came to pass as i was going and drawing nigh to damascus at midday that suddenly from heaven there shone round about me a great light and falling on the ground i heard a voice saying to me saul saul why persecutest thou me and i answered who art thou lord and he said to me i am jesus of nazareth whom thou persecutest 
and they that were with me saw indeed the light but they heard not the voice of him that spoke with me footnote heard not the voice that is they distinguished not the words though they heard the voice acts chapter nine verse seven end of footnote and i said what shall i do lord and the lord said to me arise and go to damascus and there it shall be told thee of all things that thou must do and whereas i did not see for the brightness of that light being led by the hand by my companions i came to damascus and one ananias a man according to the law having testimony of all the jews who dwelt there coming to me and standing by me said to me brother saul look up and i the same hour looked upon him but he said the god of our fathers hath preordained thee that thou shouldst know his will and see the just one and shouldst hear the voice from his mouth footnote just one our saviour who appeared to saint paul acts chapter nine verse seventeen and a footnote for thou shalt be his witness to all men of those things which thou hast seen and heard and now why tarriest thou rise up and be baptized and wash away thy sins invoking his name and it came to pass when i was come again to jerusalem and was praying in the temple that i was in a trance and saw him saying unto me make haste and get thee quickly out of jerusalem because they will not receive thy testimony concerning me and i said lord they know that i cast into prison and beat in every synagogue them that believed in thee and when the blood of stephen thy witness was shed i stood by and consented and kept the garments of them that killed him and he said to me go for unto the gentiles afar off will i send thee and they heard him until this word and then lifted up their voice saying away with such an one from the earth for it is not fit that he should live and as they cried out and threw off their garments and cast dust into the air the tribune commanded him to be brought into the castle and that he should be scourged and tortured to know for what cause they did so cry out against him and when they had bound him with thongs paul saith to the centurion that stood by him is it lawful for you to scourge a man that is a roman and uncondemned which the centurion hearing went to the tribune and told him saying what art thou about to do for this man is a roman citizen and the tribune coming said to him tell me art thou a roman but he said yea and the tribune answered i obtained the being free of this city with a great sum and paul said but i was born so immediately therefore they departed from him that were about to torture him the tribune also was afraid after he understood that he was a roman citizen and because he had bound him but on the next day meaning to know more diligently for what cause he was accused by the jews he loosed him and commanded the priests to come together and all the council and bringing forth paul he set him before them acts chapter twenty three paul stands before the council the jews conspire his death he is sent away to caesarea and paul looking upon the council said 
men brethren i have conversed with all good conscience before god until this present day and the high priest ananias commanded them that stood by him to strike him on the mouth then paul said to him god shall strike thee thou whited wall for sittest thou to judge me according to the law and contrary to the law commandest me to be struck and they that stood by said dost thou revile the high priest of god and paul said i knew not brethren that he is the high priest for it is written thou shalt not speak evil of the prince of thy people and paul knowing that the one part were sadducees and the other pharisees cried out in the council men brethren i am a pharisee the son of pharisees concerning the hope and resurrection of the dead i am called in question and when he had so said there arose a dissension between the pharisees and the sadducees and the multitude was divided for the sadducees say that there is no resurrection neither angel nor spirit but the pharisees confess both and there arose a great cry and some of the pharisees rising up strove saying we find no evil in this man what if a spirit hath spoken to him or an angel and when there arose a great dissension the tribune fearing lest paul should be pulled in pieces by them commanded the soldiers to go down and take him by force from among them and to bring him into the castle and the night following the lord standing by him said be constant for as thou hast testified of me in jerusalem so must thou bear witness also at rome and when day was come some of the jews gathered together and bound themselves under a curse saying that they would neither eat nor drink till they killed paul and they were more than forty men that had made this conspiracy who came to the chief priests and the ancients and said we have bound ourselves under a great curse that we will eat nothing till we have slain paul now therefore do you with the council signify to the tribune that he bring him forth to you as if you meant to know something more certain touching him and we before he come near are ready to kill him which when paul's sister's son had heard of their lying in wait he came and entered into the castle and told paul and paul calling to him one of the centurions said bring this young man to the tribune for he hath something to tell him and he taking him brought him to the tribune and said paul the prisoner desired me to bring this young man unto thee who hath something to say to thee and the tribune taking him by the hand went aside with him privately and asked him what is it that thou hast to tell me and he said the jews have agreed to desire thee that thou wouldst bring forth paul to-morrow into the council as if they meant to inquire something more certain touching him but do not give credit to them for there lie in wait for him more than forty men of them who have bound themselves by oath neither to eat nor to drink till they have killed him and they are now ready looking for a promise from thee the tribune therefore dismissed the young man 
charging him that he should tell no man that he had made known these things unto him then having called two centurions he said to them make ready two hundred soldiers to go as far as caesarea and seventy horsemen and two hundred spearmen for the third hour of the night and provide beasts that they may set paul on and bring him safe to felix the governor for he feared lest perhaps the jews might take him away by force and kill him and he should afterwards be slandered as if he was to take money and he wrote a letter after this manner claudius lysias to the most excellent governor felix greeting this man being taken by the jews and ready to be killed by them i rescued coming in with an army understanding that he is a roman and meaning to know the cause which they objected unto him i brought him forth into their council whom i found to be accused concerning questions of their law but having nothing laid to his charge worthy of death or of bans and when i was told of ambushes that they had prepared for him i sent him to thee signifying also to his accusers to plead before thee farewell then the soldiers according as it was commanded them taking paul brought him by night to antipatris and the next day leaving the horsemen to go with him they returned to the castle who when they were come to caesarea and had delivered the letter to the governor did also present paul before him and when he had read it and had asked of what province he was and understood that he was of cilicia i will hear thee said he when thy accusers come and he commanded him to be kept in herod's judgment hall acts chapter twenty four paul defends his innocence before felix the governor he preaches the faith to him and after five days the high priest ananias came down with some ancients and one tertullus an orator who went to the governor against paul and paul being called for tertullus began to accuse him saying whereas through thee we live in much peace and many things are rectified by thy providence we accept it always and in all places most excellent felix with all thanksgiving but that i be no further tedious to thee i desire thee of thy clemency to hear us in a few words we have found this to be a pestilent man and raising seditions among all the jews throughout the world and author of the sedition of the sect of the nazarenes who also hath gone about to profane the temple whom we having apprehended would also have judged according to our law but lysias the tribune coming upon us with great violence took him away out of our hands commanding his accusers to come to thee of whom thou mayest thyself by examination have knowledge of all these things whereof we accuse him and the jews also added and said that these things were so then paul answered the governor making a sign to him to speak knowing that for many years thou hast been judge over this nation i will with good courage answer for myself 
for thou mayest understand that there are yet but twelve days since i went up to adore in jerusalem and neither in the temple did they find me disputing with any man or causing any concourse of the people neither in the synagogues nor in the city neither can they prove unto thee the things whereof they now accuse me but this i confess to thee that according to the way which they call a heresy so do i serve the father and my god believing all things which are written in the law and the prophets having hope in god which these also themselves look for that there shall be a resurrection of the just and unjust and herein do i endeavour to have always a conscience without offence towards god and towards men now after many years i came to bring alms to my nation and offerings and vows in which i was found purified in the temple neither with multitude nor with tumult but certain jews of asia who ought to be present before thee and to accuse if they had anything against me or let these men themselves say if they found in me any iniquity when standing before the council except it be for this one voice only that i cried standing among them concerning the resurrection of the dead am i judged this day by you and felix put them off having most certain knowledge of this way saying when lysias the tribune shall come down i will hear you and he commanded a centurion to keep him and that he should be easy and that he should not prohibit any of his friends to minister unto him and after some days felix coming with drusilla his wife who was a jew sent for paul and heard of him the faith that is in christ jesus and as he treated of justice and chastity and of the judgment to come felix being terrified answered for this time go thy way but when i have a convenient time i will send for thee hoping also withal that money should be given him by paul for which cause also oftentimes sending for him he spoke with him but when two years were ended felix had for successor portius festus and felix being willing to show the jews a pleasure left paul bound acts chapter twenty five paul appeals to caesar king agrippa desires to hear him now when festus was come into the province after three days he went up to jerusalem from caesarea and the chief priests and principal men of the jews went unto him against paul and they besought him requesting favour against him that he would command him to be brought to jerusalem laying wait to kill him in the way but festus answered that paul was kept in caesarea and that he himself would very shortly depart thither let them therefore saith he among you that are able go down with me and accuse him if there be any crime in the man and having tarried among them no more than eight or ten days he went down to caesarea and the next day he sat in the judgment seat and commanded paul to be brought who being brought the jews stood about him who were come down from jerusalem objecting many and grievous causes 
which they could not prove who being brought the jews stood about him who were come down from jerusalem objecting many and grievous causes which they could not prove paul making answer for himself neither against the law of the jews nor against the temple nor against caesar have i offended in anything but festus willing to show the jews a pleasure answering paul said wilt thou go up to jerusalem and there be judged of these things before me then paul said i stand at caesar's judgment seat where i ought to be judged to the jews i have done no injury as thou very well knowest for if i have injured them or have committed anything worthy of death i refuse not to die but if there be none of these things whereof they accuse me no man may deliver me to them i appeal to caesar then festus having conferred with the council answered hast thou appealed to caesar to caesar shalt thou go and after some days king agrippa and bernice came down to caesarea to salute festus and as they tarried there many days festus told the king of paul saying a certain man was left prisoner by felix about whom when i was at jerusalem the chief priests and the ancients of the jews came unto me desiring condemnation against him to whom i answered it is not the custom of the romans to condemn any man before that he who is accused have his accusers present and have liberty to make his answer to clear himself of the things laid to his charge when therefore they were come hither without any delay on the day following sitting in the judgment seat i commanded the man to be brought against whom when the accusers stood up they brought no accusation of this which i thought ill of but had certain questions of their own superstition against him and of one jesus deceased whom paul affirmed to be alive i therefore being in a doubt of this manner of question asked him whether he would go to jerusalem and there be judged of these things but paul appealing to be reserved unto the hearing of augustus i commanded him to be kept till i might send him to caesar and agrippa said to festus i would also hear the man myself to-morrow said he thou shalt hear him and on the next day when agrippa and bernice were come with great pomp and had entered into the hall of audience with the tribunes and principal men of the city at festus's commandment paul was brought forth and festus saith king agrippa and all ye men who are here present with us you see this man about whom all the multitude of the jews dealt with me at jerusalem requesting and crying out that he ought not to live any longer yet have i found nothing that he hath committed worthy of death but forasmuch as he himself hath appealed to augustus i have determined to send him of whom i have nothing certain to write to my lord for which cause i have brought him forth before you and especially before thee o king agrippa that examination being made i may have what to write for it seemeth to me unreasonable to send a prisoner and not to signify the things laid to his charge 
Acts chapter 26. Paul gives an account to Agrippa of his life, conversion, and calling. Then Agrippa said to Paul, Thou art permitted to speak for thyself. Then Paul, stretching forth his hand, began to make his answer. I think myself happy, O King Agrippa, that I am to answer for myself this day before thee, touching all the things whereof I am accused by the Jews, especially as thou knowest all, both customs and questions, that are among the Jews. Wherefore I beseech thee to hear me patiently. And my life indeed, from my youth, which was from the beginning among my own nation in Jerusalem, all the Jews do know. Having known me from the beginning, if they will give testimony, that according to the most sure sect of our religion I lived a Pharisee. And now for the hope of the promise that was made by God to the fathers do I stand subject to judgment, unto which our twelve tribes, serving night and day, hope to come. For which hope, O king, I am accused by the Jews. Why should it be thought a thing incredible that God should raise the dead? And I indeed did formerly think that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth, which also I did at Jerusalem. And many of the saints did I shut up in prison, having received authority of the chief priests. And when they were put to death, I brought the sentence, and oftentimes punishing them in every synagogue, I compelled them to blaspheme, and being yet more mad against them, I persecuted them even unto foreign cities, whereupon, when I was going to Damascus with authority and permission of the chief priest, at midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven, above the brightness of the sun, shining round about me, and them that were in company with me. And when they were all fallen down on the ground, I heard a voice speaking to me in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why thou persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the good. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord answered, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise up and stand upon thy feet, for to this end have I appeared to thee, that I may make thee a minister and a witness of those things which thou hast seen, and of those things whereof I will appear to thee, delivering thee from the people and from the nations unto which now I send thee to open their eyes that they may be converted from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a lot among the saints by the faith that is in me. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not incredulous to this heavenly vision, but to them first that are at Damascus and at Jerusalem and unto all the country of Judea and to the Gentiles did I preach that they should do penance and turn to God, doing works worthy of penance. For this cause the Jews, when I was in the temple, having apprehended me, went about to kill me. But being aided by the help of God, I stand unto this day, witnessing both to small and great, saying no other thing than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come to pass. 
that christ should suffer and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead and should show light to the people and to the gentiles as he spoke these things and made his answer festus said with a loud voice paul thou art beside thyself much learning doth make thee mad and paul said i am not mad most excellent festus but i speak words of truth and soberness for the king knoweth of these things to whom also i speak with confidence for i am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him for neither was any of these things done in a corner believest thou the prophets o king agrippa i know that thou believest and agrippa said to paul in a little thou persuadest me to become a christian and paul said i would to god that both in a little and in much not only thou but also all that hear me this day should become such as i also am except these bands and the king rose up and the governor and bernice and they that sat with them and when they were gone aside they spoke among themselves saying this man hath done nothing worthy of death or of bands and agrippa said to festus this man might have been set at liberty if he had not appealed to caesar acts chapter twenty seven paul is shipped to rome his voyage and shipwreck and when it was determined that he should sail into italy and that paul with the other prisoners should be delivered to a centurion named julius of the band augusta going on board a ship of adromitum he launched meaning to sail by the coasts of asia aristarchus the macedonian of thessalonica continuing with us and the day following we came to sidon and julius treating paul courteously permitted him to go to his friends and to take care of himself and when he had launched from thence we sailed under cyprus because the winds were contrary and sailing over the sea of cilicia and pomphylia we came to lystra which is in lycia and there the centurion finding a ship of alexandria sailing into italy removed us into it and when for many days we had sailed slowly and were scarce come over against nidus the wind not suffering us we sailed near crete by salmone and with much ado sailing by it we came into a certain place which is called good heavens nigh to which was the city of thalassa and when much time was spent and when sailing now was dangerous because the fast was now past paul comforted them saying to them ye men i see that the voyage beginneth to be with injury and much damage not only of the lading and ship but also of our lives but the centurion believed the pilot and the master of the ship more than those things which were said by paul and whereas it was not a commodious haven to winter in the greatest part gave counsel to sail thence if by any means they might reach Phenice to winter there which is the haven of crete looking towards the southwest and northwest and the south wind gently blowing 
thinking that they had obtained their purpose when they had loosed from Aeson, they sailed close by Crete. But not long after there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Euroaquilo. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up against the wind, giving up the ship to the winds, we were driven. And running under a certain island that is called Cauda, we had much work to come by the boat, which being taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship, and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksands, they let down the sail-yard, and so were driven. And we, being mightily tossed with the tempest, the next day they lightened the ship, and the third day they cast out with their own hands the tacking of the ship and when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small storms lay on us all hope of our being saved was now taken away and after they had fasted a long time paul standing forth in the midst of them said you should indeed o ye men have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from crete and have gained this harm and loss and now i exhort you to be of good cheer for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but only of the ship for an angel of god whose i am and whom i serve stood by me this night saying fear not paul thou must be brought before caesar and behold god hath given thee all them that sail with thee wherefore sirs be of good cheer for i believe god that it shall so be as it hath been told me and we must come unto a certain island but after the fourteenth night was come as we were sailing in adria about midnight the shipmen deemed that they discovered some country who also sounding found twenty fathoms and going on a little further they found fifteen fathoms then fearing lest we should fall upon rough places they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day but as the shipmen sought to fly out of the ship having let down the boat into the sea under colour as though they would have cast anchors out of the forepart of the ship paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers except these stay in the ship you cannot be saved then the soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat and let her fall off and when it began to be light paul besought them all to take meat saying this day is the fourteenth day that you have waited and continued fasting taking nothing wherefore i pray you to take some meat for your health's sake for there shall not an hair of the head of any of you perish and when he had said these things taking bread he gave thanks to god in the sight of them all and when he had broken it he began to eat then they were all of better cheer and they also took some meat and we were in all in the ship two hundred threescore and sixteen souls and when they had eaten enough they lightened the ship casting the wheat into the sea and when it was day they knew not the land but they discovered a certain creek that had a shore into which they minded if they could to thrust in the ship 
and when they had taken up the anchors they committed themselves to the sea loosing with all the rudder bands and hoisting up the mainsail to the wind they made towards shore and when we were fallen into a place where two seas met they ran the ship aground and the fore part indeed sticking fast remained unmovable but the hinder part was broken with the violence of the sea and the soldiers counsel was that they should kill the prisoners lest any of them swimming out should escape but the centurion willing to save paul forbade it to be done and he commanded that they who could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and save themselves and get to land and the rest some they carried on boards and some on those things that belonged to the ship and so it came to pass that every soul got safe to land acts chapter twenty eight paul after three months stay in melita continues his voyage and arrives at rome his conference there with the jews and when we had escaped then we knew that the island was called melita but the barbarians showed us no small courtesy for kindling a fire they refreshed us all because of the present rain and of the cold and when paul had gathered together a bundle of sticks and had laid them on the fire a viper coming out of the heat fastened on his hand and when the barbarians saw the beast hanging on his hand they said one to another undoubtedly this man is a murderer who though he hath escaped the sea yet vengeance doth not suffer him to live and he indeed shaking off the beast into the fire suffered no harm but they supposed that he would begin to swell up and that he would suddenly fall down and die but expecting long and seeing that there came no harm to him changing their minds they said that he was a god now in these places were possessions of the chief man of the island named publius who receiving us for three days entertained us courteously and it happened that the father of publius lay sick of a fever and of a bloody flux to whom paul entered in and when he had prayed and laid his hands upon him he healed him which being done all that had diseases in the island came and were healed who also honoured us with many honours and when we were to set sail they laded us with such things as were necessary and after three months we sailed in a ship of alexandria that had wintered in the island whose sign was the castors and when we were come to syracusa we tarried there three days from thence compassing by the shore we came to regium and after one day the south wind blowing we came the second day to pitoli where finding brethren we were desired to tarry with them seven days and so we went to rome and from thence when the brethren had heard of us they came to meet us as far as Apii forum and the three taverns whom when paul saw he gave thanks to god and took courage and when we were come to rome 
Paul was suffered to dwell by himself with a soldier that kept him. And after the third day he called together the chief of the Jews. And when they were assembled, he said to them, My brethren, I, having done nothing against the people or the custom of our fathers, was delivered prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans, who, when they had examined me, would have released me, for that there was no cause of death in me. But the Jews contradicting it, it was constrained to appeal unto Caesar, not that I had anything to accuse my nation of. For this cause, therefore, I desired to see you and to speak to you, because that for the hope of Israel I am bound with this chain. But they said to him, We neither received letters concerning thee from Judea, neither did any of the brethren that came hither relate or speak any evil of thee. But we desire to hear of thee what thou thinkest, for as concerning this sect we know that it is everywhere contradicted. And when they had appointed him a day, there came very many to him unto his lodgings, to whom he expounded, testifying the kingdom of God, and persuading them concerning Jesus out of the law of Moses and the prophets from morning until evening. And some believed the things that were said, but some believed not. And when they agreed not among themselves, they departed, Paul speaking this one word, Well did the Holy Ghost speak to our fathers by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Go to this people and say to them, With the ear you shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see and shall not perceive. For the heart of this people is grown gross, and with their ears have they heard heavily, and their eyes they have shut, lest perhaps they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. Be it known therefore to you that this salvation of God is sent to the Gentiles, and they will hear it. And when he had said these things, the Jews went out from him, having much reasoning among themselves. And he remained two whole years in his own hired lodging, and he received all that came in to him, preaching the kingdom of God, and teaching the things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ, with all confidence, without prohibition. End of section 13